This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Really, for at least most people. Uh, so, uh, anyway, I like uh, showing this off because nobody knows, nobody's ever heard of it before. Its uh, title is, If I Loved You. Oh, no, wait, that's not, that's not even it. I'm, hey, I Tom. The, I don't even have the right music here. Oh. Oh, boy, thank goodness, uh, just now, just in this second, we are being blessed with the uh, presence of Ollie. Hey, Tom. Ollie Loftor. Loftor. Allie Lofton. Lofton. I'm going to get this. I'm here. <laughs> That's okay. Hey, Tom, guess what? Yeah. What? I have got on the phone with us right now Yeah. a special guest that is perfect timing because yeah. you remember you and I were having a conversation a few months back and I was um, trying you know to discuss some etiquette related things as it came as it pertained to dining out I do remember that okay well it couldn't be more perfect timing because with yeah. the holidays and with all of us in entertainment mode and and going out to parties and putting together parties and getting together with our friends um, we have with us the very man today to the man, the man, the man, Alex Hitz. Um, you know Alex him. Hitz. He's an award winning chef and he just really? released the book, which is going to give us the perfect insight that we need to all mm. things uh, hosting parties and and etiquette. And his book specifically is called The Art of of the host, which I think mm -hmm. couldn't be named oh, more perfectly. Oh. I have seen that book, and that's a it's a nice piece it's of work. It's a gorgeous book, um, mm -hmm. filled with incredible recipes and tips and tricks. And I think what a way to kick off the holiday season than to talk with him today. Um, it's the art of the host: recipes and mm -hmm. rules for flawless entertaining by Alex Hits. Alex, are you with us? Alex Hits. How do you spell that? A L E X. Well, let me ask him. Yes. He's there anyway, isn't Alex, he? Alex, are you with us? Alex, you I'm there? I'm right here. Hi. Yay. I'm, th I'm glad you uh, decided Hi, to spend you? some time with us. Good. I'm hey. having a pretty good day. Alex, uh, I have to apologize. We had a little we have we had a little bit of confusion and I'm going to I'm going to own that because um I forgot that you were Eastern Standard Time, and we were Central Time, oh, so no. I just want to apologize um, for that but, bit of but confusion. But listen, don't worry, because you, you asked me to call it 3 o'clock, and this is 3 o'clock, and I'm in Central Time right now. I'm in Houston. Oh, so we're in, we're in okay. Everything is Central Time, and this is 3 o'clock Central. Okay. So here we are. Perfect. We All are. right. Thank you so much. You're so gracious, and I guess that's what I should expect from you since... Well, uh, don't don't go away. No, no, no. He's staying with us. Oh, he's... He, uh, okay. I'm not going anywhere. No, no, no. no I'm oh, right here. Well, I'm right glad here. to hear that. And um, <laughs> actually, I just want to, like, jump right off um, and, and start um, asking you a couple of questions, but I want 
to introduce you a little bit further and give our listeners um, some background about you. Um, and then I'm ready with like a full stream of questions because I think this couldn't be more perfect time to talk about your book, especially for New Orleanians, because mm-hmm. we love to entertain and we love to party. But I just want to reiterate that um, he is the author. He is a celebrity chef. Um, he is all-knowing, all-seeing of everything host of parties out there, the art of the host recipes and rules for flawless entertaining it just released in september of this year and it is an absolute treasure trove of everything you could think of of putting together the perfect party and entertaining guests and alex i see that you grew up in atlanta i did born and raised Born and raised. Okay, well, then you absolutely know everything about Southern opulence and decadence when it comes to putting on the perfect party. I certainly do, and I can remember as a child going so many times to New Orleans and being just dazzled by the culture, by the food, by the city, by absolutely everything about it. So it's thrilling to be here on your show. Oh, thank you so much. And, of course, you are so gracious for my mix-up. So, um Tell us about what sort of, um, you know, ignited in you um, as a child being raised in Atlanta has its own charm. You know, they're very much a southern city um, and and know how to entertain as well. Can you share with us what sort of ignited you for this passion for being the perfect host? Well, listen, my when I was growing up, my stepfather was the conductor of the symphony and Mm. we would have. Uh, visiting artists. We would have Leonard Bernstein, Leontine Price, Aaron Copeland, Beverly Sills, Jesse Norman would come for lunch and for dinner. And my parents entertained absolutely all the time. So with the combination of those great characters and sort of very Frenched up, wonderful Southern food, it was a natural that I would love entertaining. Okay, so tell me about the putting together of it all that drew you to it. I mean, so you have obviously great music, um, which sets the stage for a wonderful party. But what about the details? What about, you know, pulling everything together? Were you drawn to? Well, listen, I mean, it's I'm I'm a fairly detail oriented person, um, you know, so that's always great. But the the magic of the details of the party is doing absolutely everything 100% ahead of time. Do not leave anything to chance that day. Um, You know, nobody wants to see a host running around, freaking out, popping Xanax. It's just not the, it's just not the thing, you know? Yes. And if they want to see a martyr, they can turn on the song of Bernadette or something like that. But just get everything done ahead of time. (laughs) Right. Well, I know Tom has thrown tons of parties over his lifetime at their beautiful home and and hosted many guests. So he knows about all of the prep work that's involved in that. So what are your strategies then? I mean, you know, I think one of the hardest aspects of putting together a great party, and I'll tell you, you know, I felt very much this. I did Thanksgiving at my home for the first time um, this year. That's hard. That's a lot of work. It was was so much work. And I'm going to... What was the appetizer? Um, well, we didn't have appetizers, Tom. Oh, okay. okay, listen, I'm a newbie. So so just to give you a little snippet on me, Alex, I'm only 35. Um, okay, so, so we're the same age. 
more or less. Okay, okay. Well, but you've been spending your lifetime doing it. So this was my first hosting of Thanksgiving because we'd always gone I'm, to my husband's grandmother's house. And I, I'm more, I'm more, I'm more the age of your husband's grandmother, by the way. I'm just teasing <laughs> you. <laughs> no, you're not. So, so I was. I kind of was that, but I felt like I did so much in advance. So, like, how many days are we talking about prepping for something? And, like, do you have a to-do list? Like, how do you get yourself prepped? Um, You know, you have to make a list for absolutely everything. But next time you serve Thanksgiving dinner, I want you to go to my new book, The Art of the Host, and I want you to to just do the chapter that says the absolutely perfect every single time Thanksgiving – and it'll take you a day of cooking and a day of serving. And that's it. It's going to be know, the Holy it, Grail. It, uh, this was uh, confusing me from the beginning here, not in any horrible way or bad or even remotely little bit way. But uh, when I h- heard the name of your book, The Art of the Host, is that is that yep. right? Is mm-hmm. that how it goes? The Art of the Host. What came to my mind was you could go either of two ways on this. One of them is to make sure that all the rules of getting the job done so that everybody, nobody is offended and, you know, all of those, you got to watch it kind of thing. And then on the other hand, you have the, the menu, the actual food that you're going to put down. And yes. that's what I, I, my guess, my own uh, orientation on this is I'd be going after the food myself and the heck with the, the, the manners a little bit later on when we figure out if we ever had any. Uh, but uh, what? Uh, I'm sorry to just burst in there, Allie. No, but, but Tom, uh, I think you you follow so many. I feel like this is a really great discussion for all of us to have because, you know, I do think that there are parties and get-togethers that can be a little bit more informal. But for me, Alex, like someone who's really trying to like dive into this, you know, I have two young children. This, let me mm-hmm. let me throw a caveat on this. I have two young children, and when I say young, I mean two and four. So um, it's becoming, you know, increasingly difficult for me to feel like I can do it all. So I really like a starter guide. I feel like this would be perfect for me for someone who wants to kind of like build up to throwing a great party um, and and including all the details. And Tom, I mean, you've been to some of the most, you know, opulent and well put together parties, you know, by the Brennans, you know, which is by, by Marianne, by Marianne, <laughs> you know, which is um, New Orleanian royalty when it comes to food and parties. Mm. And so, you know, I feel like People like us, you know, or like myself, I guess I'm singling out, is like, I need starter guides like this. I need someone to kind of like get the ball rolling for me. So if if you were talking to a newbie, Alex, like myself, for someone who really wants to get there, and I know I can start with the book, but like if you right. were to give me advice, some sage advice, if you will, on someone who's starting out, give me like the one, two, three, like Allie, do this first, then do this. Okay. Well, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm very counterculture. I'm, you know, I believe that you need to learn the rules before you can break them. And I also (laughs) believe that nobody ever died reading an etiquette book. I feel like you're talking to my type A heart, Alex, right now. Like I'm so type A. Then, you know, read an etiquette book and figure out how to serve a dinner at home. Then read my recipes and read the way that I have abstracted the rules that I learned to be able to break them. And I think you're going to have 
a surefire success on your hands. When my first book came out seven years ago, it was a it was a recipe book. I mean, it's a cookbook. And wherever I went, all over the world, speaking, cooking, whatever, they always wanted to know what to serve when, how to serve it, and what, you know, and what to serve with what. So I mm-hmm. put it all together for this book, the absolutely perfect menu for every occasion, mm-hmm. whether it's Thanksgiving dinner, Christmas, an easy Sunday supper to impress even your in-laws, you know, or a Valentine's menu, whatever. It's right. this, this the perfect menu for every occasion and the way to serve it. And it's, you know, instead of being sort of a, um, a checklist of what to do and what to not do on the day, it's a, it's a book of rules and philosophies that have come over a lifetime of being a guest and being a host. You know, I think I can completely identify with that because I, I am the type of person, and Tom and I have talked about this many times, where I like to dive into the research. I really like to absorb information and different perspectives on things. And I think that can be said for really any topic, even one when it talks about hosting, because if there's nothing, you know, that people haven't been doing um, for centuries is figuring out how to refine and perfect a party. And as New Orleanians, as Southerners, you know, and and Tom himself, who's, you know, at the top of putting together a great meal and a great party— who have you been talking to? I'm talking that's, to you, Tom. I've, listen, I've heard I've heard it too, Tom. I've heard it too, okay? So he he tries to he tries to act and, and poo-poo it all, but but he knows. And um that is to, and and Tom talks about this many times. Tom, you always say that you're, you know, Richard Collins, um, you know, it was your mentor. And I mean if there was nowhere to start, you know, but with research with him, I mean, Tom can completely understand that. So for me, I can get behind this. I like jump into the research, read what's been written, and then go. To, I mean, you. this is a contemporary book based on research and what you've been doing over your lifetime. You know, you stand on you yeah. stand on the shoulders of the people before you. You know, so yeah. you're calling on um, things that you've read and, and researched for a long time and then putting your own spin on it, right? Yeah, pretty yeah. much. And that's also, that's got to be part of it. Yeah. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to step yeah. on your Go uh, ahead, your Alex. Comment. Sorry, sorry. No, no, but listen, it's, you know, it's actually it, the code is crack, was cracked for me, not only starting with my family, but also the great host and hostesses of the world. Okay, huh. Nan Kempner in New York. Betsy Bloomingdale in Los Angeles, Nancy Reagan in Los Angeles, you know, uh, Marguerite Littman in London. They all did the same thing. They served really indulgent, delicious, simple food. They never used their guests as guinea pigs. They did not succumb to trends ever because they all believed, just like Karl Lagerfeld did, that the last step after trendy is tacky. (laughs) <laughs> that's about right though. that's pretty that's snappy that's i like nose. that yeah no i i, I yeah. understand i understand that totally so i need to i need to do the research i need to do the reading first more so than um than your book but your book pulls from everything you've read and researched over your lifetime and then and then put together for yourself so now can i just i don't mean to interrupt no you, please go ahead okay Listen, you so you said you are 35 years old. Yes. Okay. Now this is a and I think that makes you a millennial. I don't want to say it yes, that way, it but does. I think it does. It certainly okay. does. So this is a total counterculture thing for the millennial generation. They don't want to go and look back 
and see what has been done before them. They just want to invent it from the from the phone. So I'm thrilled to hear that you want to go and actually do it and learn. Well, Tom, that's where it has to start. Tom can advocate for this many times in in the discussions that we've had. Is uh, I'm a bit of a nerd. Um, I'm a bookworm. Great. Me too. I'm Me a, too. Great. <laughs> and um, you know, I I also own my own business. So I think that um, I don't think you can get anywhere or know where you're going without reading and knowing what's been done before you. I mean, I think that that's just recipe for failure, actually. Um, So I think that's probably what calls to to me. You Mm -hmm. have to acknowledge that's a very counterculture point of view. Yeah, as a millennial, for sure. Folks, hang on, Tom, real quick. I have a I have a, a, a take to, to take a break right now. Yes, Alex, and please stay think, on the phone with us, if, and we'll bring yeah, you back please. in after break. And we'll be right back. Okay. But you know how these things work, this broadcasting stuff. We'll be back with more. Do 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 do. Hello, it's the Food Show. This is Tom Fitzmorris. I'm just uh, kind of staying on one side of the road and then uh, move over to the other side. We have two guests today, uh, both of whom are uh, fascinating in uh, what they cover in, in just that and nobody has ever really covered this stuff much. Uh, Ali is here. She's a, a Luffer. Uh, uh, she's Lofton. a Luffer, Lufton. Yeah. And uh, uh, her, her guest, you introduced me to him again. Alex? Yes, yes. Hi. Um, hi, everybody. Allie Lofton, the Oyster Lady. And let me do, Alex, I'm going to do a little bit better job of um, introing you, you again. Cause, yeah, um, you couldn't help but do that, but to go right ahead. I'm going to do a better job. Yeah. Uh, good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. No, I mean, you're listening you're, to 105. You're fine. It's just I'm telling you goofy stuff. No, sorry. it's all right, that's, Tom. That's my point there. Okay. All right. All right. You're listening to 105.3 FM HD2, The Food Show. You've got Tom Fitzmorris over there on the North Shore, Allie Lofton, the Oyster Lady here on the South Shore. And we've got an incredible guest for you today, Alex Hitz, who is the award-winning chef and author of The Art of the Host, Recipes and Rules for Flawless Entertaining. And we started the first 20 minutes of the show. We just kind of dove right in. Um, but really, we're talking about setting the stage and literally setting the table and creating the entire atmosphere for an exquisite, entertaining party. And Alex is here with us today to tell us how to do that. Now, one of the things that we were discussing before we went to break was doing your research and doing your reading as it pertains to um, what has been written before um, Alex's book, which is a very contemporary yet also node to the history of how parties and entertaining and hosting um, should always be done and just rules that have stayed with us for a long time. And they need to be revisited, but revisited in a contemporary way. And I had admitted, um, you know, I'm young, I'm 35, um, but I am starting to host um, parties at my house now. And one of the things that I struggle with is, you know, figuring out all of the details. So Alex is here to tell us through his new book how we can do that. So Alex, say hello again. Hello, hello. Yay. And, um, 
so you, what kind of, we were talking about the kind of research and the reading that I should be um, doing, but let's talk about step two, so which is your book and bringing all of those things together. So what, um, what, what did you feel was necessary to bring this contemporary perspective, but also honoring, you know, time-tested hosting traditions? Like, what, what do you feel was so necessary to bring this contemporary perspective to hosting? Well, I think it's a dying art. I think it's a lot of work. Amen. Goodness, yes. It's, you know, it's a lot of work, and it's expensive, and um, now everybody just wants to go out to the latest restaurant and not be able to hear each other. So, Tom I, knows this. Uh, oh my gosh, Tom! I'm sorry to interrupt. <laughs> Tom can tell you about this. He absolutely hates going out to restaurants where the music is way too loud and oh. you can't even mm-hmm. hear each other. It's like one of his huge pet peeves. But uh, I, I digress. Well, I he's right you, again. Yeah. He's right again. So um, you know, and also to to be to be mistreated in a restaurant. I mean, it's just restaurants can be great and they can really be not great. And and anytime anybody says, Oh, I want to go to a new restaurant. I just cringe and want to die and don't want to do that. So, you know, um, anyway, so I think it's important to, you know, at least start the fire to ignite something to re, um, maybe bring entertaining back at home. Yes. I, I mean, I really think that that's necessary, and that probably doesn't sound like something that you would hear from from a millennial, but I do wholeheartedly believe that there is, right, we're the next generation, okay, of, uh, which is why I had Thanksgiving at my home this year, right? We're the mm, next mm-hmm. generation Scary. of, <laughs> Tom, boo. Um, we are the next generation of, taking over, you know, the parties, the family get-togethers, the holiday events. And um, we need to know what we're doing, okay? And the problem with that is if we haven't cooked, picked up a book, or read Mm -hmm. or researched anything, how are we going to know how to do that? Well, I agree. Go to to more parties? Go to more parties. Is that, you know, I, I, there's your, your, the answer to your question. There. Or host more parties. Yeah. Well, listen, but a lot of parties are, although they're good in many ways, a lot of parties are bad. People make a lot of mistakes at parties. So you have to learn what is good. Um, just because it's a party that's given doesn't mean it's a good party. You know, right. people always make the cocktail hours too long. They make them, their guests, you know, they serve, they make their guests, um, into, you know, experiments and things like that. You should serve something that you know what it is. You never make your guests, um, you know, suffer and wait and and not, um, you know, and be starved. And it's just like going to a production of, of an opera or a concert or a play or whatever. Everything exists in time. So you have to be very respectful of your audience's time. And people just make mistakes about this again and again and again. So, you know, it's what I preach again throughout this book, um, you know, all, through all the chapters. Right. And Tom, I mean, how many times, and you and I have talked about this on many occasions, have you done a recipe and done a recipe and done a recipe over and over again to make sure that you've perfected it? 
Oh, that's the hardest part of being a food writer at all is that there are so many things that can go wrong on you, and they, they never appear until at the worst possible moment. So it's so practice you know, makes coming. perfect. That's right. So you have to there uh, be ahead of time there and ready to go, as you mentioned earlier in the in the broadcast, uh, knowing all of your nuts and, no, and bolts and everything ready to go. And then when you open up the door, bing, it's just terrific. Right. Everything people talk about have it. been and, pulled you know, together. Right. So, Tom, you, you bring up a really interesting point, which is actually why I started writing recipes in the first place, okay? Um, I, you know, I would read recipes, and they would say things, they would be very unspecific, and they would say things like salt and pepper to taste, okay? Yeah, and I say that is, all the time. If you, if you haven't tasted what it's supposed to taste like, <laughs> you're, you're not going <laughs> to, you're in trouble, and so... You know, also, if you don't have a standard of what salt it is or what butter it is or if it's salted butter or unsalted butter, you know, you can just see or the kind of chicken stock or, the, you know, the, the, the levels of seasoning in the chicken stock. I mean, it's just this is exactly why I started writing recipes in the first place. And all of the recipes that I've ever written, I was a food editor at House Beautiful for many years. Uh-huh. And all the, um, all the recipes that I've ever written are tested at least – Two dozen times got to make to sure that you there's no you avoiding to. it. It's a lot of work and uh, it, it'll drive you crazy. But you have to do that, or, or unless you want a moment like this. I just use this as an example of something I overheard once. Uh, there was a lady who was talking to one of the waiters and said, "What what kind of appetizer? I mean, what kind of um, uh, on this salad over here? What is this? Uh, what is this sauce?" And the waiter said, I think it's garlic sardine. Oh. Ooh, and they, yum. And you can just imagine how appetizing that sounded to oh. anybody who might have heard that. And maybe nobody heard it in Aaron Luck. Okay. Well, so this is what's so great. I mean, I feel like, you know what? We have the perfect stage right now set. We have Tom and Alex here with Allie to give me the advice I need to get started. I mean, you are pinging every, like, OCD type A note in me right now that's, like, now I'm jazzed up to go out and, like, buy a whole bunch of books and, like, submerge myself into this research because I'm going to, like, I'm going to throw a great party. I don't know what party I'm throwing next, probably Christmas Day at my house, but I'm going to get my act together, and I'm going to start reading this stuff, and I'm going to report back to you, Alex. Because I want to hear everything. I want to know. This, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to get it right. You know, it's not going to be an A plus the first time. Um, because as you all know, you know, you've said before that you have to do something, you know, a, a couple dozen times before it's perfected. But, like, this is a great start for me. This is a great foundation. And I hope if anybody out there is listening, 260-6368, call in. Either either give us some tried and true things that you've done for throwing parties at your own house. Or maybe you have a difference of opinion. Okay, we're not opposed to people calling in and having different thoughts and sharing different perspectives on things like this or maybe you can completely back up what Alex is saying here in that you know maybe you've maybe you've had a party and it didn't go well and you realized that you needed um, to you know read up or brush up on some etiquette practices or some recipes um, please call in and share that with us 260-6368 I am sure that Alex would love to answer questions from you but 
until you all call in, I have more. Um, I think, Ron, how long do we have before we have to take another break? Okay. Hey, Alex, I'm going to come back with some more questions um, for both of you, um, but let's take another quick break. It'll only be a couple of minutes. Can you stay with us, Alex? Sure. Okay, perfect. Thank you. This is open to everybody about anything having to do with food. So if you have anything on your mind, uh, everything from what kind of restaurant do you look for to get rid of this or that, or uh, what's a recipe workout, how do, you, how do you put together a recipe anyway, and then uh, all of these questions that we've been doing with our, our, uh, our uh, guest today, uh, Alex, and uh, we're going to continue talking about that. So if you have anything on your mind about a restaurant or about uh, some technique of serving where you're not going to get into any problems or getting things uh, looking funny, you, <laughs> there's a million ways that you can go wrong in uh, doing your own uh, parties. But the fun thing is that, okay, so you made a mistake, big deal. And everybody will laugh about it the rest of their lives, and they will tell you about it. 20 years from now, uh, hey, do you remember that day? That, And everybody's going to love it, really. Strange, it seems strange, but it's true. Okay, welcome back, everybody. And um, I think Tom is absolutely right. If there's one thing that I feel like we have down here in the South, and I know, Alex, you can appreciate that, is a sense of humor. You know, um, we definitely embrace um, variety. And, um, you know, crazy is kind of... Um, what we live for down here occasionally but i feel like we definitely love entertaining love and to put our best foot forward and so i think that that's a way to start doing that is to get out there try new things you know someone like myself i think this is a good conversation to have you know you two have been entertaining for what 30 years tom 35 years uh, I'm entertaining. Gosh, I've You've been waiting been, for somebody to tell have, me that for years. You're funny. You ha you are entertaining, yes, but you have been entertaining at your home and at parties for 30-plus years, correct? Yeah, something like that. And, Alex, I mean, you've been doing this um, for, what, 25 years? Well, I, I mean, look, it started when I was so young, and I'm 50, so we're going to say 50 years almost. Were you quite the entertainer as a child? You know, my the first party I ever planned was my second birthday party. You, and no, you didn't. Yes, I did the menu, everything. My mother was very proud. So anyway, that it really did start very, very, very early. <laughs> That's incredible. I don't know. Um, I think about my three-year-old daughter right now um, trying to play in a party, and I think that would be quite comical. But I think this is a good way. You know, I love having my kids in the kitchen, and I love telling them, and I know Tom grew up with his kids doing the same. I love telling them um, and teaching them different things. And I think the only way they learn is to embrace them and bring them into the kitchen with you and take the time um, and the patience that it requires with young children to, to teach them things. So what was one of the first things that you liked to pick up as a kid, like about entertaining? What was, what was one of the first things that you were drawn to? Listen, I remember as a child when the coffee machine would get turned on, and I remember the smell of the coffee machine throughout the house. I love it. Oh, God, I love it. Yeah. So that was a that was a big signal that there it was party time, um, which I've written many many times, and 
you know, it's just this, the preparation, the details, the, the, it's a piece of theater and you really have to treat it like a piece of theater. Um, because otherwise you're going to bore your audience and, and, and alienate them. And you don't want to do that if you're a host, do you? No, absolutely not. Well, so, okay. So one of the things that you talk and about, by is, the way, let me, t- let me oh, just, yes. sorry, no, just go ahead, way. please. I just want to say anything can go wrong. Okay. And it will all fun times do that. But if you is never stop smiling, you know, if, I mean, if not every time, you know, but if you never stop smiling and you never lose your humor and you have a great attitude about it, it's going to be fine. It's good. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Yes. I totally you know? agree with that. Definitely. Um, you know, and I think that's probably one of the things that saves us all, you know, in the end, is so if something does go wrong, is our sense of humor. So uh, th- that's definitely a way, you know, a perspective to have on it that I think is necessary. But, um, you know, you talk about in your book um, things to always do and never do. And I'm really interested in the never do because I'm afraid I've done these things. Well, listen, so many people do these things, and that's why I had to make a list of what to never do. Help me out. Help a girl out. Well, first of all, as I said before, you never stop smiling, okay? Anything can go wrong and often does things that are out of control, out of your control. But if you never stop smiling, every little disaster will be A-OK. It doesn't matter. Never use your guest as guinea pigs. Be 100% sure of everything you serve beforehand. Man, I and have never, <laughs> And never, ever, ever ask your guests if they have any food allergies. Okay? Never. Okay, tell me about uh, that. That's interesting. Well... I have my own, okay? okay, and that's why I can say this. But if I go to someone's house, my host is neither an airline nor a restaurant, and I don't want to discuss my food, my my health problems with my hosts. It's just none of their business. They are going to serve what they serve. It's going to be fine. It's not going to be my last meal on earth, and nobody's going to die if they have to push something around the plate. But don't make your problems someone else's ever like as the guest or as the host both (laughs) both yeah what you do is so you get both of them together and have them talk to one another (laughs) how's that well, so that might actually work, about, you know. Well, so wait as a long minute. As they don't talk about the food allergies. It's fine. Okay, I got one for you then. All right. Yep. Now, I feel like in in I suppose with each situation, it's it, it's different and it's unique and they probably have their own rules, but like I would just want to make sure that I'm understanding this. So like if you're coming to someone's home, mm-hmm. do you feel like they should they should not express their food allergies unless it's like a deathly thing, right? You know, like if it's like... Even if it's a deathly... Who cares? Even if it's a deathly thing, nobody needs to know about this, okay? Oh, I'm intrigued by this. Okay. You can come. It's not... It's not... You're not the most important person in the room in that situation. And your host is extending a very lovely, uh, you know, invitation to you, a generous invitation that will cost him or her a great deal of time, a great deal of thought, and a great deal of money. Mm-hmm. So don't, mm-hmm. come, don't come in there and say, I can eat this and I can't eat that and whatever. It's just go in there, and if you can't eat it, push it around on the plate and smile, okay? That's what you do. But, okay. but you don't, 
you know, you're not making a, a declarative on your health conditions. It's just it's boring. OK, OK. I really like that. And I'm going to give you a really I'm going to I'm going to entertain both of you right now. OK. And this is on a really small scale, but we can extrapolate it. And I have another example later, but I'm going to I'm going to entertain all of the listeners right now about yep. the same thing. OK, so my son just turned five two days ago. Oh, and I um, his name is his name is Kale. And I took um, we went to his um, classroom at school and I brought this pull apart cupcake cake, Mm -hmm. Alex, and it had this really detailed dragon from, you know, one of the shows that he likes. And so when you opened it up, you know, it had this really detailed dragon and all the kids are like, oh, cupcakes and like, oh, the dragon, the dragon's name's Winger and he's all this. So we start passing out the cupcakes, okay, to everybody and they're five. All right. You know, obviously their energy level and their patience is, you know, not on the top tier of of patience. And so. It was a it was a chocolate cupcake and they were delicious made by this baker friend of mine here in the city and the kids started to bite into it and they're announcing loudly each of them as they go and first of all these things were decadent okay they were delicious um they were like i don't like cupcakes or i don't like this or whatever and i decided to just take that as a teaching moment and address the class of five-year-olds and i say you know what guys you're not always gonna like every single thing that's put in front of you so maybe we should practice our manners and say no thank you and the entire world does not revolve around what you like or don't. That right, is it was very, for my son's you know, birthday, you know. I mean, you know, I think the phone has done this. Everybody is so important because of the cell phone. You know, they've all got important calls to make and things to look up and whatever. And it's given this, this really crazy sense of self-importance. Uh-huh. And, it's, you know, it's just like, get over it. Get over this. If you can I mean, nobody's got a gun to your head to eat the cupcakes. Say no thank you. Exactly right. Right. So I just took it as an opportunity, you know, and of course, you know, they're five-year-olds, all right? You know, they're not going to get all of their manners down at five. But I thought it was a great teaching moment to say, you know, um, just just say you don't like it. Just say no thank you or, you know, it's not my cup of tea or whatever. That's right. Um, But I think on more of like an adult scale, um, I have definitely been at places where people are just like just loudly, demonstratively announcing that like, oh, they don't like something or, oh, that's, you know, unbelievable. um, It is crazy to me. It's unbelievable. It's I cannot understand it. So I I feel like what is what is the polite way to address something like that? Just what I just told you. Just ignore I, it. Um, just don't say anything. Keep it to yourself. Just, yeah, it's you're not going to die if you don't eat that. Right. You know, somebody's given somebody's given you a gift. You don't look a gift horse in the mouth. I mean, right. This is you know sharing your culture. You're entertaining your house. Your food. How dare they come in and say, we don't like this. Right. Tom, have you been in a situation like this? I'm curious. What, you know, finding myself with people? Well, no, (laughs) with people. Who can't eat anything or... or, or... Exactly. Have you found yourself Uh, in a situation uh, and then what transpired? Like, 
it's uh, it's kind of one of those things that you have to pay attention to at least a little bit. Most people just in and out on that, and they then you move on. And the um, uh, the, the next step of of doing this is putting out something that is incontrovertibly good. And uh, if and if you don't like it, well, you just move on. You always have a lot of variety. I think that's a really uh, uh, strong uh, urging I would put on you. Have a, a lot of variety in your table and what you're serving. They gotta find something in there, and, right. and that will make everybody happy. Okay, what if you, Tom? Have you ever had something that you don't that um, that you don't like, and you just what what do you do? Do you just push it around your plate? Uh, no, I just leave it there if it's something I don't care for very much. And if it's uh, the if the host comes over and says, "Well, what did you think of that?" I always say, it's terrific, but I'll tell you what. Call me up, and we'll work on this a little bit. <laughs> That's pretty smooth. Hey, I think there. we have a caller. I think we have a caller. Oh. So I don't know if they have a question or not, well, but I am curious. Out. It's Sal, and Sal, are you show. with Sal? us? Sal is here. Sal, welcome to the food I show. I am with you. How are y'all? Hi, Sal. Hey, welcome Sal. to the food show. Thanks. So glad to see, uh, hear y'all on the radio and talking about one of my favorite topics, my wife's too, and we just love entertaining and having people over. And I was uh, listening to uh, your ho- your guest. Alex. You know, two years ago, I would have agreed 100% with him. But about two years ago, we encountered some new friends. And their daughter has food allergies that were unknown to me to even exist. I knew that kids had food allergies and people had food allergies, but I didn't realize they could be, I mean, downright, and I'm not exaggerating, deadly. Deadly, Uh uh-huh. Literally. It's not something to be ignored. Let's just make sure. I want to hear this out, so tell me the scenario. Hold on one second. I want to just say the reason I say this is because I have my own deadly food allergies. Oh, okay. okay? All right, let's get some context Uh, then. that is the that is the credibility that I bring to this. I have my own. Okay. okay so then, what are they? Very if you okay. eat them, are deadly as if if you even are in the same room with them. Yeah. So what's the context about, of yours, Alex? What is your allergy? Ingesting, ingesting only. Okay. We're talking about food allergies where people inhale the aroma or fumes of something. They begin to swell up, and their airway constricts. Can, Sal, so, can you give us context? Can you tell us what the allergy is? Because I think I feel like we have a, a you know a kind of two sides of this perspective. No, well, the person I'm talking. No, no, no. About, those, those are of course very, very serious. Those of course very serious. But but there there are nut allergies, and there are um, various types of other. I, I can't even remember. Gluten, nut. So, so I mean, something person, happened with her, is what you're saying? That oh my gosh, several times at school. It's happened in in public places. There are certain bakeries that they can only go to, and there are other bakeries they can't even walk mm-hmm. into because she will definitely have a reaction. Now, this is what I would say to Alex as far as and, I, and look, I to, I'm totally respecting where you're coming from. I totally agree when it comes to etiquette. Definitely, there's no reason to. If you want to politely say no, thank you, 
or eat whatever you can and leave the rest aside, that's great. But you're talking about having people over and you're, you know, trying to feed them. You don't know. If if I wouldn't have known, look, I do my frying in peanut oil. Mm -hmm. My wife makes desserts with nuts. You know, every course of the meal could have, may have had something this child was allergic to. And had we had this family over as guests, we would have never known yeah. to avoid those things. Well, let, let me just say, let me just say this. Let's dial back a little bit. I agree with you 100. percent Those kinds of allergies are absolutely you have to know about those. Okay. Okay. But the, the you know the trend now is it's become very sort of you know current, fashionable, whatever to tell what you like and what you don't, and tell what you think you're allergic to and no, not. No, let's let's and, let's not. No. No, you I know, totally agree with. I totally, I totally agree with you because you know look, we're very as serious. Is that? Oh my God! Yes, absolutely. You yes. have to know something as serious as that. But in those cases are totally respect your position. You and yeah. I are on the same page. My wife and I have ad nauseum discussions about the anti-narcissistic uh, stance we want to take and teach our kids to never think that they, the world revolves around them. And it's it's etiquette and manners are number one in our book, for sure. hundred percent, hundred percent. Right. And that includes also speaking up if you really do have a condition like that and finding yeah. the way to express yeah. it without feeling like you're saying I need to be catered to, mm-hmm. you right. know, and the thing about and the thing I understand what Alex is saying is so often when you ask the question, some people will take that as an opportunity to state their likes and dislikes rather than their true allergy. Correct. Of course. Like, that's, yeah. that's the trouble. That's and that's true. Right that's downright yeah. true. Right. But, yeah. Okay. Um, I, I think we've uh, covered this. This yeah. is, uh, this yeah, 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 is a, yeah, yeah. a matter that people, that all people ought to know if they have some problem like that to make sure that the word gets out beforehand. Uh, it's impossible yeah. for you or me to be a doctor. So uh, now, on, the, on the other hand, let's lighten the let's lighten the mood and let's talk about some fun stuff. Um, I'm not yes, sure please. exactly let's what do. you all have covered, but um, one of the things my wife and I enjoy doing the most, and that is showing off. And when I say show off, I don't mean brag, but I mean kind of like what Alex was talking about. Make sure that what you're putting on the table is something that you've done so many times you can okay. do it in your sleep. And it's absolutely seen. You basically have experienced people just going crazy over the things, how, how much they liked it. And those are the things we want to put on our table whenever we have a new, fr- you know, couple, friends, okay. or family coming over. And it's so much fun to just serve and mm-hmm. to see the joy on people's faces when you put something on the table that you know they're going to love. Right. Hey, no guys, okay. well, we I have, think we're uh, being we have, forced to take another break, we're, but we're I want to finish top. this if you all, like if you, Alex, you hang on for a couple more minutes and we'll take you um, we'll take you um, at the, after the break. And Sal, if you want to, too, because I feel like that this is, I feel like that this is a conversation that needs to happen. But if you got to go, Sal, like I, I really appreciate your time, but we're being forced. We've got to go to break. I can hold on. I'm okay. in the car line ready to pick up my daughter. Okay, good. Alex, are you good? Yeah, I'm good. Okay, I'm good. all right. We'll see you all back in just a few minutes.
Well Radio, New Orleans, 105.3 FM. I'm Tom Fitzmorris. Uh, we are interviewing uh, over we here. We got a lot of people on the. We got uh, we got like a multi-conversation anyway. going. And it's uh, anyway. Uh, um, uh, this is primarily. Uh, it's a book uh, called uh, just simply "The Art of the Host," and this is what you do if you're getting a, a, a party together. Uh, whether it's you know for your kids or for your or yourself or your friends, uh, and uh, how to handle any uh, matters having to do with uh, etiquette, polite politeness and etiquette and all that. And uh, we have strayed off into uh, the matter of you know should you have to post all of your uh, problems that you might be had. You know the word needs to get out. If you have a problem, you have to tell people about it. So we just I think we've covered that pretty well but there had a couple of people who uh, wanted to get into that more but th that's not really the point of this program and I think we've gone way way afield on this so uh, thank you uh, we uh, have a break for the news coming up and then we'll be back with more of the food shows thank you uh, thank you This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.